I think it's important that we adapt just like every business is, right? We see the businesses putting up these glass windows in front of uh, the registers and we see everyone wearing masks and we're seeing contactless service and delivery and, and all of this stuff. And I think for us, we've got to figure out how to bring people together in a safe way that we can still engage and connect and, and grow together, you know, and that could be an open mic in the park where everybody's on a blanket six feet apart or a movie night in the park where everybody's like spread out or we're not really strangers where, you know, you're going to choose somebody that you want to get to know better and bring them and, and, you know, sit on a blanket with that one person. And then if you do interact with anyone else, you have to put your mask on and you can kind of move around a bit or whatever, you know, but I, I just think it's it, it, the only way to do it at, at this point is just to, to be creative, man, because, I do think there's going to be some very drastic consequences for the lack of of socializing that we're doing right now, like intentional socializing. Yo, what's up, everyone? It's T. Ross. In this week's episode, the homie Tony and I discussed the importance of deciphering between your quality-based relationships and your activity-based relationships. Now, this is a fairly... You know, a new concept that was introduced to me that has really helped me, especially during this quarantine. You know, we've talked a lot about having to make the physical adjustments, you know, not being able to frequent the same places. But there's been a huge emotional and mental toll that this time has taken on us that I think we got to take the time to really explore, you know, um, figuring out what things we value, um, what relationships are just not beneficial anymore you know we've been exposed to so many different things when you talk about our political climate uh the injustice that's happening and you know people are really starting to show their true colors and we have a responsibility you know in these relationships if we choose to continue moving forward in them but oftentimes that's easier said than done so we really hope that this conversation helps shed light on how to navigate those challenging times uh, like it did for us and we dive a lot deeper into those feelings that we're now having to face you know in being lonely because we aren't able to connect the way we once were able to you know and not relying so much on romantic relationships to bring us that fulfillment you know how do we build upon the relationships that we haven't taken the time to dive deeper into how do we identify those relationships and uh, the conversation actually took a really interesting turn when I started to realize the impact that my male friendships had on how I showed up in the relationships I had with my my lady friends, you know, really, really dope conversation. Um, and I hope that it provides some perspective, some insight. Um, and if, if it's something that you find beneficial, go ahead and leave us a comment, subscribe to our channel, um, shoot us some feedback. And if it helped you win in any capacity, we just ask that you Go ahead and share it with the homie of yours. So without further ado, this is Helping Homies Win. Bad, bad. Brother man. Brother man. Yes, sir. What's good with it, bro? Man. A lot, bro. A lot. I um I feel like we should do things a little fill different. Say it again. I'll do things different. Go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> he said fill fill us in. No, I just wanna um take some time bro i think to check in i think i've um 
dang i got a lot i I just it just hit me i got some things to share too (laughs) um okay i've been having some conversations as of late um that have really made me recognize the importance of like relationships and like checking in with people Mm. um people like i think more so in my not so immediate circle um you know just this concept of quality-based friendships versus activity-based friendships Mm, and that concept is just really about recognizing the relationships and friendships that kind of bring about that accountability those values versus relationships that are kind of just tied to like oh we kick it all the time or we play video games or we talk about sports or we talk about music you know not to say that those things aren't important but just given the times that we're in right now um, I received a really dope bar from uh, Dr. Eugene, and he, you know, was just talking about. No, hold, hold on. I wanted to ask you this too, Dr. Eugene. Is that your uh, unofficial? Yeah, counselor, like mentor, counselor, mentor. Like, yeah, I would say more of a mentor. Got now. it, got it, got it. Yeah. So when I, when I saw him, I didn't. I like, I, I was like, that, that name was familiar to me, but I couldn't place it. Yeah, that's so, him. okay. Bad. That's him. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. so okay. You know, we've been talking. I was just letting <laughs> dude. Him. That dude is hard, bro. Bro, he he don't play, <laughs> dog. He's tough. He's tough. Straight up. Straight up. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was talking to him, bro, and I was just like, man, it's interesting. Just with, you know, the social injustices that are going on. You know, COVID kind of putting us in places where we're really mindful of the type of people or the people that we're around. Um, even now at this point, you know, how four months in, you know, it's like, we're still making, at least at this point, I feel for me, I'm making a little bit more, um, adjustments to the way I, like I move and I'm okay with going out in small groups, small intimate groups, and then just doing my due pro do my doing, taking my due diligence in those moments to like be as safe as possible. But even afterwards being mindful of like, not connecting with like my family or anyone that I could potentially be exposed to because I want to make sure I'm like quarantined you know for some time before I I get back out there after being with a small group of people um Mm -hmm. so you know I you know I had been invited to a couple things and you know I was like nah I'm good because I don't want to put myself in position where I'm risking my health around people that I don't I could really care less to be around (laughs) yeah okay <laughs> that's cold that's game but it that's what it comes nah, down to like you know important. it's like if i'm gonna risk my my my, my safety <laughs> i want to be around people that i would say hey I, I felt like this time was worth it for me you know now, um, do you, now does that also apply to energy oh 100 i think that's extremely yeah. tied to energy you know yeah um, yeah definitely definitely what, what makes you ask that question in particular well, just in general, man, like, it's, you know, we always talk about that, how we place more, you know, importance on the physical, um, like the physical effects of things that we don't pay as much attention on the psychological or emotional effects. So when you say that, I think, damn, well, if, if, if I'm going to look at my physical interactions and say, you know what, I can't hang out with people I'm not very familiar with or that I don't know too well because they can met, they could, you know, potentially um, be damaging to my health right now. How does that look on a physical, on a, on an emotional or psychological level? Should I hang out with people that, you know, give me negative energy and mm. throw me off and then take that same energy to the people that I love? It's kind of the same thing to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. That That's, that's definitely in, in, in line with that. I guess that same, that same like 
filter. Um, mm. You know, so Dr. Gene, he was Dr. Eugene. He said, you know, when we are challenged in evaluating ourselves, then we er- erroneously have to go back and evaluate our friends because we never took the time to do so before. And mm. what he was saying was like in a lot of these activity based friendships, just with time and just familiarity and that consistency, we kind of brought people into our fold who we never really vetted, if you will. Um, and I think we yeah. kind of had this conversation, you know, some time back of just like if we kind of took the people that we brought into the fold is like we open up to and are vulnerable with the same way we do relationships. Like, how do you people check out or the way? I would hope that we did in relationships, you know, like being mindful of like, what is this person bringing to me? Do I like the way they move? You know, do we have similar values? Um, you know, does this person challenge me to grow? Is this person, you know, supporting me, encouraging me, benefiting me in some capacity um, or vice versa? You know, I, I think um, we'd go about these, these moments a bit differently. So, you know, just, just in <clears throat> the way that we've have to adjust to this new norm, for the moment um it's made me just kind of bring that into question a lot more but on the positive end of making time to call certain people ask about how they're doing Mm -hmm. checking in because i don't think we can show up in spaces the way that we normally used to you know because while we're Hmm. wanting that physical interaction while we're wanting to be in good graces and good energy with different people it's like we're coming off of this not coming off of we're still in this three to four month like shift in our norms and i think it's caused such a huge impact on us that we're merely just showing up out of like sanity without having dealt with the impact that this time has had on us Mm -hmm. you know so it's like me at least wanting to be super intentional with the check-ins be super intentional with how i'm spending that time because for me like social media more than ever is like just not enough you know what i mean those those quick check-ins is like not enough like i'm really craving a deeper connection and i feel more whole and at peace with myself Mm. when i'm truly connecting with the people around me when i'm doing it online it's starting to negatively impact me. At one point it felt like, oh, like this is cool. I feel good. I'm checking with people as I'm going about my day to day and I'm busy. But now that I'm no longer busy, these light interactions, ha ha, LOL, smiley face. Oh man, that's crazy. Where is this? It feels like it's draining me more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, it's like, I don't even have the energy or the spirit to give into those temporary like connections, if that makes sense. No, for sure. For sure, it's, it's lacking that that qual. It's like it's not quality time at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys are just it's very artificial, and I can relate to that too because I'm in a place where yeah, I'm noticing how like I'm really, really craving um, like deep connection with people. You know, and it's funny because I didn't really realize as much of what's going on right now until you said that. But it's really kind of like clicking, like opening something for me. Um, because yeah, I think that deep connection is missing, man. I think we're all I don't know, I feel like we're all craving that. But it's the the crazy part is like how do we do that? How do we engage people under these circumstances? Mm-hmm. What what do you feel like I know you're saying like in this moment it's kinda it's kinda forming in that way. That deep connection, like how how do you feel like that shows up for you? 
I mean, for me, it's always been in a romantic interest, usually, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. To where I've been with somebody or talking to somebody or whatever the case is. So I have this deep, you know, um, connection or interaction, you know. And it's always been under the auspice of a, a romantic interaction. But, you know, being in a, a position where I don't really have that available to me, it really changes the the i guess the scope of what i can and can do to engage people you know especially being limited by the pandemic right mm-hmm. so you mean in the past we can i can you know throw a winner's event or have a kickback or a game night or whatever and just do that very very easily um but we can't do that anymore you yeah. know at least not right now like it's not you know commonplace to invite a bunch of people over your crib to do anything <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but you know, with that being said, I'm learning that just like every business is acclimating to the change, they're adapting to what's going on. I think it's important for us too to adapt the way that we interact with each other. So, uh, for example, uh, this morning, you know, we had a um, we had a yoga a yoga session today. So it was myself along with about seven other close friends, and we met up with Ayana, who you all may have heard on, you know, one of the previous episodes of the other podcast Mm -hmm. and we were out in the woods in the park and this not was not a park but it's like a trail and they had this nice you know wooded area we were shaded by trees we all were roughly six feet apart we all had our masks and then we removed them for yoga which is you know probably one of the few exercises you can do well depending on what kind of yoga but you know yoga is not one where you're breathing a lot and well you're breathing but you're not like huffing and puffing and you know yeah it's not like basketball or football or anything like that it's not it's not a contact thing and you're also you know not exhausting and putting out a lot of you know air and, sh- and stuff so anyway we we did that and you know we linked and you know we kept our mask on all the way up until we began our practice and then we had our session and afterwards people put their mask back on and they continued to just interact you know uh-huh. and everybody talked and laughed and joked around and you know connected and I didn't really realize what I was doing, right? Like, I I was kind of putting together, like, you know, I need yoga. I think other people may need it right now. This is a safe way to do it, you know? And and I just did it. But I didn't realize how how much other people needed a a chance to slow down. You know what I mean? Everybody was on, I had the the same thought of just like, yo, I really needed this today, myself included. So I think it's important that we adapt just like every business is, right? We see the businesses putting up these glass windows in front of uh the registers and we see everyone wearing masks and we see in contactless service and delivery and, and all of this stuff and i think for us we've got to figure out how to bring people together in a safe way that we can still engage and connect and and grow together you know and that could be an open mic in the park where everybody's on a blanket six feet apart or a movie night in the park where everybody's like spread out or we're not really strangers where, you know, you're going to choose somebody that you want to get to know better and bring them and, and you know, sit on a blanket with that one person. And then if you do interact with anyone else, you have to put your mask on and you can kind of move around a bit or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I just think it's it, it, the only way to do it at, at this point is just to to be creative, man, because I do think there's going to be some very drastic consequences for the lack of of socializing that we're doing right now like intentional socializing yeah damn yeah i like that i like that you you said something at the very beginning of like 
searching for that deep connection. In other words, bro, you you said what you needed to say at the top. I don't know why you kept going. But, nah, nah. But the part nah. that I want to respond to right now, bro. <laughs> this be talking, bro. The part I want to talk about right now. I just I thought you was gonna be done, but you wasn't. This is crazy, let's, dog. Let's I was like, dude, this dude's still talking. This is crazy. So let's go take this back to the beginning. Like so say less next time and let that. somebody else get in. Before you said all that you said. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You said you said there's this need for deep connection. And that is typically yeah. always romantically associated. But mm-hmm. in this yoga session that you organized, it brought people together in a way that we almost didn't even realize we needed that, you know? And mm-hmm. yeah, as you're making this statement about needing to just adapt, just like the businesses are, it's like the businesses have to first recognize what their needs are. You know, first they need to have clients, they need to have money, they mm-hmm. need to figure out how to, what their bottom line is and then how can they do do so safely you know you're giving these great suggestions about movie night in the park and open mic these are the things that help connect people you know so mm-hmm. even in this yoga session you know it, it it provided some level of satisfaction i assume you know or like fulfillment i think fulfillment yeah. is the better word fulfillment yeah i find it really interesting that is like the, the statement was, I didn't even know I needed this. Mm-hmm. I find that statement so interesting, bro, because I think for me, and I identify with what you're saying is these deep connections are typically romantically associated. So in any space yeah. where we're feeling lonely, at least for me, when I think in those moments, I know, well, I'm craving romance, romance. I'm craving mm. being with a partner. You get me? That's yeah. what I would say. I know I need. But then when I get into a space with other people and we're connecting and something like a yoga session, it's like, oh, wow, I didn't even know I needed this because it was almost to say I didn't know that I could be fulfilled by something like this. And that is so loud because I think about just the, the, the communities that I'm in and the culture, it's very much often shaped by romantic interest you know there's always conversations about relationships and who you're dating and all these things you know like we we are a culture of memes and jokes and everything is like around the right one and finding her and find someone who you rock with and all these things but i think there's just so much importance in these other connections that we can kind of reach right now especially because i would assume i'm not out here dating that dating is just difficult you know what i'm saying because you can't you got to get to know someone, but then there's a risk. But what if this isn't, it isn't worth it? It doesn't work out. It's like, damn, I exposed myself and you're not even the one. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it, it's just it's just very risky, you know. So, you you know, I don't know, do Zoom dates or something. But nonetheless, like it, I, I think about um, a conversation I had with a friend uh, just the other day. And, mm. you know, what I realized was that I have not had been I have not been the most consistent friend um, just across the board when it comes to Mm. checking on people, when it comes to even taking what my friends say into consideration and applying it in that relationship, right? In a romantic relationship, you know, if my girlfriend says something that she doesn't like or something that makes her uncomfortable or something she likes to do, it is my duty, I believe, in me agreeing to be a part of that relationship to apply that knowledge, right? To find a way to shift the way I communicate, find a way to, you know, 
give more words of affirmation or find ways to, you know, do more nature based things because that brings about a certain level of happiness, right? That's my responsibility. Mm -hmm. In my friendships, I believe is similar. You know, my friend had, you know, had, had mentioned at some point, um, um, it was a woman, by the way, uh, mentioned, <laughs> you know, some things about her hesitations with, you know, male friends, you know, very early on before we even really developed this friendship. And I always found like, oh, OK, that was good to know. That's good information. Like, I feel like that's dope because we're developing a friendship despite her hesitation in or skepticism or however you want to put it in building those type of friendships with the opposite sex. And I kind of yeah. just took it. Now this was years ago and you know, I, I circled back around and realized like, man, like that was very honest and vulnerable of her to share that with me. And I don't think I've been responsible with that information she gave me because I also have mm, not been not? consistent because I haven't been consistent in showing up as a friend. I think that information mm. lets me know that this is a, this is a, a, a a chance that she's giving like this friendship essentially. And yeah, I know that I value friendships and I have a lot of friendships with women that have been very beneficial and like fruitful on both ends, just support, you know, insight, just a lot, just different perspectives. And I had to realize that I did not give that relationship the attention that I felt I was capable of giving it solely because I was replacing it with, you know, comments on social media and like those quick, you know, not sur sur those quick surface level interactions. You know, I was allowing for that to substitute like, hey, how are you doing? How have you been holding up? You know, when I know that there's changes in, in her life, I might check in to see how are you doing? You know, I have a friend that has experienced some loss recently that I have not reached out to just out of fear of like, what am I going to do? That's going to be weird. That's going to be awkward, you know? And yeah. I do that often. Um, this is across the board with all friends. Um, but in this particular relationship, I, I, I highlight because when I called, uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. What, what? Cause when you, when you say, <laughs> when you said I do that across the board with all friends, it reminded me of, uh, of that comedy special with, um, uh, Michael Che, Michael Che matters. Yeah. 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 And he was like, he said <laughs> the all lives matter debate. It's kind of like your girlfriend coming to you and saying i don't feel like you love me and you <laughs> respond baby i love all people <laughs> hey, that stand-up is hilarious bro bro it was bro i remember i think i remember telling you this when uh, i think i remember I, when uh when that first dropped that was I, I remember saying to you or someone that that was the funniest special i've seen since like you know the closest thing i've seen to a dave Chappelle caliber special yeah like yeah. it was just brilliant, yo. Yes, brilliant. It is. But anyway, when you said that, it really uh, <laughs> it just you know, maybe think Baby, of that. Listen, bad, listen, listen. Because you were saying something oh. like important, bro, and I'm yeah. like, <laughs> my bad, my bad. No, that's ADD. good. What's happening? That's good. That's good. Yeah. So, you know, in in that in that space, it was like um, the reason why I'm highlighting that friendship is because, like I said, it, it's it's with someone of the opposite sex, and in that. I, I called, well, yeah, I reached out, we connected and she called me because we had, you know, established like we were going to, we were going to check in. And that was one of the things I wanted to be, to be clear about, you know, I could have just let it be, oh, we're finally checking in. Let's just see what's been going on. But I let her know. I was like, Hey, like, I just want to let you know, like, I apologize for not being, um, 
for not showing up as a friend. You know, I feel as though there were things that were communicated um, when we first met and in us building this friendship that I felt was really important for me to take into consideration that I have not been intentional with applying. You know, and I said, you know, mm -hmm. for me, I find it really important to have connection with people, you know, and I feel as though as of late, I've allowed social media to temporarily take place of what I would see to be important as connection. And I said, my lack of communicating that allows for me to hide behind, well, that should be good enough when I know that that's not good enough, you know? So when, you know, let's say she's on the out and maybe not feeling the best or, you know, needs some advice or whatever the case is, which wants someone to listen or just a friend in general, I'm not even available to her in that way because I haven't been intentional in continuing that relationship on that level. Um, and I would say that it was, it, my, I was hesitant initially because it's like, why am I having such a deep conversation with a friend? Like that deep conversation feels mm. like it should be romantic, you know? Hey, like baby, the, the, yeah. the, the way we communicate, I want to do a better job and yeah. I haven't been holding up my end of this relationship. Like I feel that way like, all the time. And it's like, damn, like yeah. this is awkward, right? And it's like, why can't I have that honest, vulnerable of a conversation with a friend, you know? Mm -hmm. Like with the homies, I think, you know, we can talk about, hey, bro, I didn't like when you said so-and-so and it's love, we just kind of keep it pushing. But it's almost like being vulnerable with, for me, my, my lady friends feels like, oh, I don't want her to mis mistake, mistake, mistake. Wow. I don't want her to like mistake mm -hmm. what it is that I'm saying. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't you love when that happens, dog? I love that, bro. Bro, hey, that happened with me with, um, was it, it was nothing. No thing. <laughs> no like thing. Like nothing's, nothing's the matter. No thing is the matter or nothing's yeah. the matter. Like I was like, bro, that's crazy. But anyway, go ahead. That's sick. That's sick. You know, like, <laughs> like I didn't want her to, to like feel as though I was overanalyzing our, our friendship, you know, and I was, I was taking yeah. it super deep and all this stuff. And it's like, man, I'm tired of showing up in these spaces trying to be surface level when I value connection, you know? And if I'm someone that's just an overthinker and I take my friendship seriously, then let that be who I am. And the people who are close with me just understand and accept me for that, you know? And it was it was well-received. That conversation was well-received. She shared some things with me that I felt like really, really important and vice versa. And like, it was just a lovely interaction, bro. And I'm like, damn, that felt yeah. so rewarding. And it wasn't some, you know, like there was there were no offenses in, in in that friendship there was nothing no beef there was no tension it was just i realized looking at the friendship that i had dropped the ball on my own not because she communicated something not because she gave me some energy or anything i just realized in my reflection and during this yeah. time of quarantine that i have not been responsible with my quality based friendships so i literally but see the thing i think with that mm -hmm. is like we only practice that vulnerability when we're getting something in return. It's an easy transaction when you think about romanticism, right? As a male, if you're vulnerable with a woman that you have affections for, it's pretty likely that she's going to reward you in a physical way at some point, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're, you know... That's the assumption, yeah. That's just the... the yeah, it's the assumption or the nature of that, you know, that, of that relationship is that, you know, if I give you my heart, you may give me, give me something in return, right? But we don't have that same that same um reward you know in non-romantic spaces right mm -hmm. so I, I feel like it's less incentivized for us to practice that in some ways but even more so it's just we don't have that you know emotional um repetition in in other spaces you know we only really know how to do that with you know people we we want something from or people that we're really close to in that way but Man. 
I think it's important that we practice that more, man, because, you know, that's one thing I'm grateful for with this podcast, man, is that we've, and us being vulnerable on air, we've learned so much about each other and bettered our communication and all this different, this, this different stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't feel like that happens enough in the other relationships, not to mention the fact that the culture is just so different these days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what you're trying to do is archaic, bro. Honestly. Man, extremely, bro. <laughs> extremely. And like, it's, it sucks that that's the case, but that's also been the culture that's kind of been pushed through our media and the things that people are saying on social media, even like, you know, um, you know, simply being nice, checking on someone. It's yeah. like, oh, you trying to get at me? Like, why are you saying yeah. nice? Why, why are you saying hello to me? Why are you asking how I'm doing? Like, what are you looking yeah. for? Because like you said, it's we've been conditioned or it's common that our vulnerability is attached to this expectation that we're going to receive something in return. And it's like, that's yeah. weak that's weak and i'm doing my best to combat that head on by just speaking to it and and being clear that this is why i'm having this conversation you know what i mean not leaving it to chance of like hey why did he call me and find it so important to to tell me he hasn't been a good friend you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. no because i feel like this is something that's important and i have not held up my end of what i feel like i'm capable of and I don't want to continue to hide behind these surface level interactions as a means to say, hey, we're still friends. Because especially now, so, we need we need one another. You know, like, you're, like that deep connection we need. Facts. And we don't even realize it. And I think we often, again, if, if, if we're talking about being single, would associate, well, I just feel this way because I don't have a partner. And it's like, no, we're, we're just craving connection because we're human. And we have to be mindful of how yeah. those connections can come about even in a time like this and what can we do creatively to continue those moments let me hop on the phone because i haven't talked on the phone since you know aim was a thing you know what i mean like these conversations right. only happen with people we're romantically involved with I, I say this all the time bro when people ask how we met i'm like you would call me and we've been on the phone for two minutes i'm like dog why are we still on the phone <laughs> like what are we talking for yeah. like what do you want <laughs> yeah. like you're calling me because you want something so what's good and i was like nah bro i'm just yeah. checking on you you know what i mean and it's like that's weird. Yeah. And time and time again, it, you know, we, we, we on this podcast for hour and you know, whatever. And we talk 40 minutes before and maybe on the phone for another after, after we stop recording, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, those are so important. And I feel, and I'm glad, bro. I'm so glad that this level of relationship has existed with someone like you first, oh, a, man. another man. Appreciate it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. An- another man. Well, no, you for sure, bro. Like, you as a person is awesome. You're awesome. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, appreciate it. No, but, I, but, I, but even the male piece, though. But why, why so? Why because uh, as a male? Just because it's so. Because. Difficult to connect as men? Yes. It's so difficult. Oh, this is such a good. We got, we're going to have to. Yeah. I got, I got to write this down. I got to write something down. But. Just just talk about it now, bro. Go okay, ahead. Okay. So. So. We only, bro. We got time. I know we got time. We on the podcast. We, we ain't got nowhere to be. Ain't nobody else got nowhere to be. <laughs> Look, bro. People listening. Corona still a thing. Corona still happening. Look, somebody. Never mind. Um. So, <laughs> the reason why it's so important, my my brain is just firing right now, bro. I see. The, the thing that's 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 so important in the fact that we've been able to connect, and I'm glad it happened with a man, you, because it helped me explore levels of my vulnerability that I otherwise never would have explored 
um, in really? any of my male friendships. You know what I mean? When it comes to that level of connection, like you and I have these conversations, me and Ashford have these conversations. Like I have more and more relationships that I'm expanding in in a more intentional manner that have rooted from a level of comfortability in being vulnerable, you know, hmm. um, which has in turn shifted the way I show up vulnerably with women who aren't, I'm not oh, romantically wow. involved in because my wow. understanding of vulnerability has not been perverted and over-sexualized, right? right? If I'm in a situation where I'm hurting, because I think this happens and there's situations in the media where I feel like it probably has occurred, that if I'm vulnerable because I'm hurting or I just got out of a relationship or I lost a job or I'm just emotional, if there's a woman near me that's consoling me, taking care of me, you know, supporting me, it's likely that I'm going to have a level of attraction to that woman because she's nurturing me in some capacity if I'm not in a relationship mm. or whatever, if I'm not getting it from my relationship, which in turn has perverted this connection that's out of soul care for me as an individual to now be, oh, I must be romantically interested mm. in this person or I'm going to take it, not advantage like, oh, I'm going to go about it, but I'm going to start pursuing this person a little differently because they cared for me in a low moment. You know, and it's like, yeah, that's very tricky. And I don't want to get into this conversation too deep. But like I look at, you know, the, the Will, Jade and August situation. You know what I mean? Like you're in a place right. where you're sick, you're like, you know, you're vulnerable, you need help. And I don't know the specifics, so I'm not really speaking about their specifics, but just the concept of it's easy for a situation where someone's caring for you to be turned into a lot more. You know, that transition can happen a lot more seamlessly because they're showing up for you in a time of vulnerability where vulnerability is something you don't give everyone. So now you've put this person on a certain level because they're provided for yeah. you in a way that's very personal. So in my male relationships, it being able to be vulnerable has allowed me to be vulnerable in other relationships and not take it there because I understand vulnerability in a more healthy way because I'm exercising it with someone of the same sex as me. You know, that I'm not interested yeah. in. I don't have romantic interest for men, you know? So because of that, I was, I've was i been able to, like, navigate that space in a friendship, right? It's been a safe place to practice. It's a safe place to practice that. So when I go into yeah. other circumstances, I'm not jaded on this idea that I need to receive something in return for this exchange of vulnerability. I'm open to it just being that and that being good enough, that being fulfilling enough, you know? So... Yeah, I, I, I say that that's such a great topic because I think that that has a lot to do even with the accountability we have with each other as men. We look for a lot of that accountability and support and encouragement from women because women are more vulnerable to give that to us traditionally, you know, and yeah. And I also think there's a, a layer of. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the I'm trying to find the broader term for it, but I also find there's a later of like, you know, even even being homophobic in a way. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's not natural, quote unquote, you know, air quotes for two men to, to engage on such an intimate, vulnerable level level. Mm -hmm. Right. People will look at that and want to criminalize it as if, you know. I mean, first of all, the whole idea that, you know, that's gay, you know, the way that that's been used in such a derogatory sense yeah. is, you know trash and you know in and of itself but even um you know apart from that man it's just been this idea of men showing love to each other almost devalues your worth as a man you know or makes you less of a man yeah which i think is a problem in and of itself because 
all it does is make room for miscommunication, you know, for us not to be on the same page, for us not to connect and vibe. And like, you know, there is, <laughs> it's actually funny. I was writing this, 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 um, I don't know what it is. It was kind of like a blog ish kind of, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And the title was going to be pretty much reasons why I wish I was a woman. Hear mm -hmm. me out. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you said hear me out. One of the, <laughs> Yeah, I was going to put that in the title, I love right? that piece. Hear me out. I love that piece. <laughs> so the reason why, though, is because, like, I see the love that women show to each other, man. And, you know, there's just so much that this is such a, such a safe place for them to, you know, express themselves. You know what I mean? Whether it's, you know, them, you know, joking, wrestling, you know, the way that they, you know, hug each other every time they see each other. And... You know, the way they can just sit and talk and drink wine or, you know, 40s, whatever their thing is. Like, I really appreciate the way that women interact with each other. Like, there is no, like, it's almost like a free, it seems like to be a free and safe place. And that's based on my observation of the women that I'm close to, right? I'm sure this isn't the case across the world. But from what I've observed, it just seems like it's such a safe place for them to interact with one another and connect and, and really, really vibe. Whereas with us... You know, that's something we have to plan in order to really engage in. You know, yeah. we don't, I mean, we do because, you know, we've practiced it a little bit, but naturally we don't just walk into a room and just end up on deep stuff. Right. We end up talking about sports or video games or movies or whatever, very general, you know, broad things. But to really get into anything deep, like we've had to, that's the whole reason why we created uh, the group chat, you know, was right. to force us to connect and be vulnerable and engage. But naturally we just don't tap into that in the same way women do you know which is something i really look forward to to changing in our relationships like we should be able to hug and talk and be vulnerable and you know cry and laugh and do whatever because you know we have those same layers that women have yep. you know it's just that we haven't you know we haven't really scratched the surface on them or we haven't they're, they're just you know a little bit you know the, the little dull you know yeah yeah. those tools 100 yeah. percent. that's good that's good i like that I, I, I really want you to go forward and um publish that bro <laughs> write that i know i <laughs> hear know. me out oh, i'll be thinking though like is anybody gonna read a blog right now that's why i haven't done it like you know put one out so i'm like do people still read blogs or are people just looking to see videos and you know i don't know but yeah i'm gonna write it i'm gonna write it that's a, that's an interesting point right now i think um definitely something i've been observing i've been thinking about and listening to different podcasts and watching videos of even artists right now so they're so concerned about whether or not they should put music out because streaming mm -hmm. streaming numbers just aren't hitting um oh, i feel really? like i feel like we're on the on the end of it now that we're so deep in this that it's like we need something because this is just things aren't about to change right away you know so i think it feels as though we're inching a little bit towards finding a new norm in the midst of quarantine um mm -hmm. Of like, okay, you know, let, let me, you know, Drake just dropped some some two two new records that ain't got nothing to do with what's happening. I'm a vibe with it, you know. Joey Badass yeah. he dropped a project. I'm gonna listen to it. Well, he's a little bit more like of the time, or, if you will, but conscious, right? So, um, I definitely think we're transitioning a little bit more into like what that is going to look like and adjusting to it. Um, I would love something i've been thinking about because just as you're saying kind of considering you know some are people going to read blogs and you know some more so of the time and where we are right now physically um makes me con consider 
that whole piece of that deep connection, bro, it's like, well, what can you do in that blog or anything we produce that would speak to what we actually need so that that lead in is something that we're open to receiving because we recognize it's going to be fulfilling in some capacity, you know, like I'm going to read something if it feels like it's going to fulfill me in a way that I need fulfillment. You know, right, right, um, right. I've, I've seen, you know, when when all this was happening uh, with, you know, Black Lives Matter and the organizations weren't speaking up, companies weren't speaking up, people's jobs weren't speaking up. There was an article on Medium that I read because it talked about uh, the, the, the burden that we as black people have to carry in the midst of all this happening and still show up and turn in whatever you got to turn in for work by 5 p.m. end of day. And that 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 was something I was. I found worthwhile because I was dealing with that, having to show up in meetings that Monday after George Floyd was murdered and act as if nothing's happening. You know, me reading that gave me a peace to know that I wasn't alone, that I was seen, that my experience was valid because I wasn't getting it at work. You know, so Mm. I find those moments. I feel like that's what we do even on this podcast. I feel like that's what we do at our winners event. I feel like that's what we do with the group chat. We have a way of kind of, giving this very um i don't know authentic you know people have often used the word authentic and i feel like we're authentic in that way of like this is just where we are this is just kind of what's happening and you know hear me out you know what i'm saying like legit hear me out like and i think it it definitely transforms the way people listen and connect with us even without even potentially knowing us at times um yeah no facts i think it's vulnerability honestly it's really vulnerability. Yeah, man. It's just such a, I just, I mean, it's something I want to, it's tough, man. Something I want to practice more. And I, I really love, you know, especially your bars about, you know, and not having to be a romantic thing. And it's interesting too, man. I think like another layer of all of this for me as well is like, hmm. Because I feel like there's a layers of relationships like that too, where, you can explore those vulnerable or intimate experiences in a romantic situation without it being romantic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm, tell me more. Break that down. Like, so, so I think about that. You know, you brought up Will and Jada earlier, so I'm just going to go back to them. Okay. I think about that with them a lot, right? Whether they're together or not or married or not or whatever, I kind of don't care that much. But um, but I'm always going to be a Will stand, stand. You're the goat. So... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Remember that time when, when I read, we that, all randomly shouted out Will on the podcast? <laughs> you mean <and> Zoe? <laughs> oh, we did. Yo, I forgot all about that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yo, yo, Will's the goat. I don't care what nobody say. So, bro, to sit across. Let me stop. So, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, with with that situation, right? Like, there, you'll see interviews with them where nothing romantic is happening right but it's a lot of vulnerability they're engaged it's you know a very deep conversation or whatever the case is it's almost as if like the final stage of a relationship may be when you transcend the romanticism and you get to just be with that person you know what i mean Mm. um like that and and i I say that because of you know it's one of my more recent experiences um which i don't know yeah one of my most recent experiences you know um I was working with with a friend on on something and it's interesting because you know while we aren't a thing you know what we were building together was such an intimate and beautiful 
experience, you know, and it felt like, I don't know, it felt like everything a relationship is supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know, but it wasn't, there was nothing romantic going on whatsoever. You feel me? But yeah. it still was just very intimate and very intentional and very beautiful and all of these different things. And this makes me think like, you know, romanticism is only an expression, you know, of, you know, what you feel is exploration. It's a moment, but that isn't the heart of any relationship. No relationship is romantic all the time, <laughs> right? Yep. Everything, it's not, it's not roses every day. Everybody don't look pretty every day. You know, people get dirty. People get muddy. People, you know, wake up with crust in their eyes. And, you know, there are times when people's attitudes are rubbish or whatever. And those relationships can still be beautiful and even in those moments, you know, if they're founded on something real, which actually brings me, I was talking to the little bro today, man, and... You know, he was like, um, he was saying how like uh, he was he's asking about you know one of my homegirls, you know, and I was like, oh yeah, she's fire, whatever, whatever. And he was like, um, he said, yeah, he said, bro, you ain't gonna pull back up. I was like, no, nah, I'm good, bro, you know. And uh, he was like, well, why not, you know? And I'm like, well, yes, she's fire, right? However, what do we connect on? You know what I'm saying? Like, what does you know? Where do we really like vibe? And 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 how do I really build with this person? Like, I don't know. You know, it's not to say that we can't. I just don't know. So now it's 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 a situation where I'm moving away from the aesthetics and into, you know, like the interior, what's it what's inside and like trying to figure out like who I can build with. That's where I wanted to start. How good of friends are we? What can we build together? How can we change the world kind of thing? Mm. Not just, oh, she's fire. It used to be just, oh, she's fire. You yeah. know, and I think I've talked about this on air before. Now it isn't that. It's more so about all the other things which are so much more important to me. You know, even when you think about sex, like sex is cool, you know, but I asked him, I said, uh, I said, bro, have you ever, cause he was mentioning that, you know, with, with sex, he said, uh, it's just like, you know, he, I guess he's in a situation where he has a, a girl that he's interested or that's interested in him heavily, but the aesthetic piece, the sexual piece isn't really hidden like that. And he really, and, and he wants that, you know, he wants that piece a lot too. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, bro, have you ever had fire sex, but been with the person that you don't really vibe with or like the the other energy is not really there. Like y'all not like best friends. Y'all not really connected. Y'all don't really like gel. Then just have this, this great, like this great thing going on. He was like, yeah. And I said, how'd that end? How was it? He was like, man, it was trash. I said, exactly. Yeah. I said, you can have a best friend or somebody you're really close to, or have all of those other components of the relationship with, and you can figure the sex out. That's not hard. You can communicate, you can talk, you can explore, try new things. That's easy. However, you can't teach some girl that you or dude, whatever your situation is, you can't teach someone that you just have fire sex with how to be a great partner or a great friend. You can't do it that way. It just doesn't work. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So at any rate, man, I was kind of like uh, kind of been thinking about that today. It's just like that. I, I think the idea is. You know, it really isn't about the romanticism, but we've been sold that in every in all of our media, every film, every Disney movie, these books, and it makes you look for those things. But I don't know if I don't know if love sounds like a tree f- crashing in the forest. You know, it may be a feather floating to the ground. Like who knows? You know what I mean? Wow, you a poet? Wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> who knows, man? Speaking of poetry you had said someone's attitude was rubbish use the word rubbish i did i did wow I did, yeah wow that reminds me of scotland yeah. that you said rubbish that was 
that was good that was good Yo, so uh one of my homies said that word recently um she was having a rough day and she yeah. was like sorry that my my attitude was rubbish today and that word just kind of stuck with me i haven't used it since until this moment i love that but that's that. that's where it came from i'm about to start incorporating <laughs> rubbish into my vocabulary um no that, that that's good bro you said it's deeper than just the aesthetics i really feel yeah. Man, bro, I just really want to continue to create communities, especially for other men, bro, in the way that we've been able to grow because it's been so rewarding, you know, and it's a few of us, you know, moments that we've been. Why, been bro? Because you don't like women in your rooms, dog? You know, huh? I, I just feel like I just feel Why? like because so you're a patriarch, important. bro. I think because huh? we're broken, bro. And no, I'm, I'm tired <laughs> of looking. I'm tired of us looking outward to women to help us heal just as much as black people are tired of 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 having to um try and help white people heal in in certain spaces yeah facts. you know what i mean and it's facts. like we need that accountability with one another and it's not to say that women don't have a part because i do think we do need women as well in that process but i think we're putting a, a huge amount of that burden on women which is unfair absolutely um yeah and i just love these type of conversations i love that you having this conversation with with, with, with your bro like about this very thing because now you may have exposed him to something that he wasn't even conscious of and I feel like yeah. that's often what's happening is we're not even conscious. Like, again, I didn't know I needed this because we weren't conscious mm -hmm. of what this space of yoga, yoga -ing <laughs> was going to bring about. You know, we weren't even conscious yeah. of the things that we need. And I think this time has allowed us to slow down in such a way that we can begin to really think about, is it really all about aesthetics? Because this person may look mm -hmm. great and I may love the way they look. But if they offend me and they don't value me, none of that even matters anymore. Now they look ugly yeah. because they're ugly on the inside. You know what I mean? And it taints mm -hmm. everything else. And I think being able to operate with that level of understanding and value for what we really need, I think, can transform the way we show up as individuals, as, as a friend, as a partner in a romantic relationship, as a as an employee, as a entrepreneur, as a creative, as whatever it is that we do, the minute we're able to recognize again, you know, this just goes back to the thing I be on, bro. Just that whole piece of like identity, value, and like your community, mm -hmm. it 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 transforms the way we respond to the world around us. You know, because at this point too, especially, bro, you you making that comment about it's deeper than aesthetics. Um, to me even talks about my experience as of late in just this world of like me wanting success, you know? Um, mm. I just love how connected our, or for at least for me, my experience when it comes to relationships and the things I want translates into the big world, like the big picture. It reminds me of the ways of the superior man kind of speaks to that, you know? Like your mm. relationship is often like a microcosm of like the way you interact with the world. You know, he made some very, you know, vulgar comments about it, but nonetheless, it works. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. um, you know, this whole aesthetics piece, like for me, I'm looking at success of like, man, I want to get out and start making this move and start doing this. And I'm tired because we don't know when the world's going to open back up. So it's slowing down my progress towards success. And it's like, realistically, all those things don't even really amount to what I see to be successful when it comes to like, the cars and all these other things the, the the money and the home and uh you know you know traveling is actually really important to me but more of the material things what i really want to operate within is purpose i want to be passionate yeah. and intentional with the things that i do 
and it's this podcast that brings me a high level of joy and satisfaction and fulfillment mm-hmm. it's connecting with the homies in a real way that brings me high levels of joy satisfaction and fulfillment you know it's taking in content that makes me feel good about the world you know so it's actually transformed like yo it's actually deeper than what it looks like it's way more about how it makes me feel and like that connection those 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 key elements of like validation of love of like happiness peace um you know restoration you know like what what are those values what are those key things that i'm looking for and even when you said it earlier about you know your friendship that isn't romantic but is fulfilling like romance in a way like it mm-hmm. it it's, it sounds like nuanced and i think it is but it, it made me think of like the sims you ever play the sims mm-hmm. and like bro <laughs> i love the sims, I love bro. that game i love bro this sim bro bro i want to play the sims now yeah like I'm i legit want to download that. it on my macbook like hey, bro <laughs> they make new ones they got like the sims whatever right now like i oh, love to want to play that game ones? just to yes bro oh, yeah. yeah okay i love that i love that but you know the sims <laughs> why, why am i on google right now <laughs> looking for Send me the link, bro. Send me the link. Hey, so <laughs> link. On, on Sims, I just think about, you know, when you start to get hungry, your like hunger meter goes down, you know, or when you're yeah, frustrated, yeah. like your your temper, whatever, all these little like bars, essentially, you having to like navigate throughout the day, you know, going outside and playing catch right. is raising your happiness, you know, um, yeah. you know, working out is raising your health, uh, eating the right food is, you know, it's all these little things. And I'm like, we're really just Sim characters. <laughs> like you know so that level of like romance and like being seen or validation or whatever yeah it may not be with it mean that one area of your life may not be tied to one person right now you know what i mean but that level can be experienced or that that bar can be fulfilled in those other relationships that do currently exist and they don't have to be necessarily drawn out to be well because you fulfilled this area of my life I'm now assigning it to you and now you're responsible for my romance or now you're responsible mm-hmm. for my happiness or now you're responsible for my validation. It's like, says who? You know, and it's like we often don't want to sit in those feelings because we often want to make sense of it. At least for me, I want to make yeah. sense of these things when I'm feeling it. Like, all right, I need to move on this because this person made me feel good or I need to move on this because I'm right. finding myself attracted to this person right now. Well, that don't mean that you need to get with them. That don't mean that they need to be assigned something just let it be what it mm-hmm. is and live in it and just allow it to build until you mm-hmm. get some clarity, until you get some understanding. Yeah. And then you can move with from a place of being well-informed. And I think often we're, yeah. we're, 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 we're moving from this place of like, well, this is what it has been. When I'm angry, this is how I respond. When I'm upset, this is how I respond. You know, when I'm sad, this is how I respond. And when I'm happy, this is how I respond. It's like very elementary, like, um, application of our immediate response to these base level feelings and, 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 and emotions when realistically I think they're a lot more complex and nuanced in the way that you're sharing so our levels of like appreciation and value and love are much more complex than just when you feel this you do this you know I think mm-hmm. now we need to feel it and sit with it and learn it for ourselves and who we are as individuals so that we can better understand our needs to be able to figure out how we need to move from a well-informed place and we aren't just operating on autopilot and living on this surface level looking for validation and fulfillment in areas that don't really fulfill us facts it's crazy because you know 
I'm I'm really upset because you said so much I wanted to respond to, but I'm also very like happy I was so patient. Mm -hmm. So uh, the first thing is there's so much I want to say, but I'm not. I'm gonna wait till we're off air for some of this. Okay. Second thing I want to say <laughs> is uh, I think it's that I idealistic view, right? It's like you know idyllic to want to just check the boxes. Okay, cool. We vibing like this. I can see this with this person. All right, boom. Let's do this. But I think in reality, it's like you're saying, you've got to kind of sit in it and let it be whatever it's supposed to be. The problem with relationships, and that's something I'm learning in real time, is um, that's something I'm learning in real time is the idea of like, like if you were to close your eyes right now and picture who you are within a relationship, for myself, I know that I will see a very vivid, clear picture of who Antonio, the boyfriend, is, right? Opening doors, looking after you, um, holding hands, you know, being very affectionate, paying for things, um, being a good listener, uh, thinking of all the ways to impress you or whatever it is. It's very, like, systematic almost, right? My approach to, to being somebody, to being in a relationship. Now, every person doesn't like the same things, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like some girls don't want to be worshipped or don't want to have like, you know, a whole lot of extra attention. Some just want to like, you know, want want to stay out that friendship vibe, you know, but also know that they can tap in for all the other things too if they want. You know what I mean? Yeah. And men as well. Because I think, I think women often fall into roles. That's what it is. We fall into these these gender roles of what the relationship is supposed to be, right? As opposed to looking at that person and saying, all right, cool. You know, what does this person need from me? You know, how can I show up for this person? What do they like? How, what kind of interaction do they like? You know, this woman I'm interested in may not want me to protect her. She may actually be offended when I stand on the left side of the street because I got me. You know what I mean? And I yeah. can protect you too if I needed to. You know what I mean? Whether it be it true or not, right? That can be, you know, her, her position. Or, you know, I don't want you paying for my meals because, you know, I can ha I can handle my own. You pay for your things, I pay for mine. Or let's let's go Dutch. You do this, I, you pay for this, I pay for that. You know, or I don't want to be babied or coddled or I don't like public affection. Whatever it is, I think we need to assess the relationships as they are as opposed to trying to make people fit into our ideas of what things should be. Yeah. So I think that is a beautiful, beautiful statement that um, or, or point that you, that, that you, that you kind of brought up, man. Because it really kind of opens my mind up of like, you know, one thing that I've realized of late is... You know, there are moments when when I want the aesthetic, you know, when I want to, to have the superficial elements of what a relationship is, so much so that I devalue the reality of what my relationships are. Mm. And what I mean by that is, you know, I want, I want to hold hands, I want to, you know, lay next to you or watch movies or cuddle and do all these different things, which you know, fit the superficial elements of what a relationship is. And it, you know, these things can be intimate. However, you know, building things together is also intimate or having a conversation, you know, where you're focused and locked in on somebody is also intimate. You know, it's all, it's a, it's a lot of different flavors and versions of intimacy. Yeah. And instead of accepting what, you know, what is, right? What is in this moment, you know, you're looking for what you think it's supposed to be, which just isn't, realistic it's not fair you know it's an expectation when not met 
now you feel something. Now you feel a deficit or a void or you're upset because this person isn't living up to your expectation of what they should be and how they should move. And in that moment, you're almost judging and rejecting who they are because they're not what you expect them to be. Ooh, you know, that gets those um, expectations get us in so much trouble. So much trouble. Oh, and then externally after so fact. much trouble. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And that's one thing I want to be more aware of is because what I don't realize sometimes is there are people around me that are quiet, but they see everything. <laughs> you know. Like they may not say anything, you know, but they're picking up on the energy, on the cues, on the subtleties. And yeah, that's, that's the statement. They're picking up on this stuff, but I don't realize it because it's, they're not, they're not people like I'm very vocal. Like I just, I'd say everything, you yeah. know, I'm learning to pull back a little bit and I forget that some people are just, it's like this. It's like when you think about people that speak other languages, you know, you may hear somebody that, you know, their, their dominant language may be, um, Cantonese. Right. And you hear them try to speak English and you judge them based on your knowledge of English. And you say they're not very smart. Mm -hmm. No, it's not that they're not very smart. They just don't speak English fluently. They may have a master's degree, you know, in biological engineering, if that's even a thing, mm -hmm. you know, but translating that to English just isn't they haven't got they don't have those tools, those, those linguistic tools to do that. But right. their intellect isn't based on how well they speak your language. Yes. You know, it's kind of like that, like my love language or my expression is X, you know, and they may move with Y, mm -hmm. you know, so I can't judge people according to that. It's something I'm learning. Um, Damn, that's good. But yeah. That's really yeah. good, bro. That's really good. I love that. I love the way you broke that down. Wow. Oh, you know, so my granddad had, had kept correcting me. We had this conversation and I say break, break uh -huh. down all the time. He's like, what is that? Yeah. That slang. Get, get that out of here. Don't use that slang. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you you explain that very well. <laughs> no, I, I you, appreciate you, that, bro. You explain that really well because those expectations, I think, are so ingrained at times. As I'm hearing it, I almost don't even see them as expectations anymore. Right. Um, intimacy is such. intimacy is so deep that I don't even know that we have even any of us have fully explored all the ways in which we can be intimate, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And in relationship, again, you talked about imagining who Antonio, the boyfriend is. I think about who Tarek, the boyfriend is. And it's like, when he's intimate, he expresses himself in these ways. And it's like, there's so many other ways that I haven't explored that I'm now becoming more aware of that I'm like, wow, I never knew these things existed in this way because for me, I found the ways that fulfilled me and that I thought were good enough, you know, because it's just what I wanted and that was it, you know? So now I'm moving forward mm -hmm. with that same mindset of, well, if I want intimacy, this is what you have to, this is what you have to live up to. Like you said, we start to make people yeah. fit into this idea of what we want as opposed to, what it is that we can create together in our understanding, mm -hmm. you know, of what those expectations are going to be from both sides, you know, and, and it being clearly communicated. So I love the way you put that, that, that whole, you know, even like the language barrier. Cause I experienced that with my family. Like, you know, my family, my family has, they have very heavy Belizean accents and mm -hmm. I've been in situations where, you know, when I'm speaking and, you know, having yeah, a conversation in businesses, yeah. you know, it's, 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 you know, I get a certain level of respect with them. 
they almost get treated like they're stupid. And it's like, yeah. damn, that's crazy because that that just doesn't work that way. You know, and, and I have to realize that I've had biases as well. You know, when people come yeah. to me who don't speak English the way that I think they should speak, I have se mm -hmm. I second guess at times their ability to communicate or know what it is they're looking for. You know, and realistically, if anything, I would say they were actually probably more educated than me because they know more languages and I yeah. only know one, you know. So yeah, in, in those same way, like you said, I, I, I really want to continue to grow in a way that gives me insight as to those expectations that I'm navigating uh, with to be able to realize that. Um, to be able to realize like kind of where those things are rooted in, because I do think it shapes again, it shapes my expectations and the way I think I should be fulfilled in even in the way that I live my life. You know, my yeah. my approach is so like I'm we're always gonna keep growing. We know that, you know? And mm -hmm. I don't ever want to get to a point where I think that I've arrived at what I need and who I am and all these things while I'm growing and I'm getting more clarity on my values. I want to be more open-minded to the people that I'm around the way that I show up in these spaces and be more, um, skilled in using my words and language and conversation to be able to get a pulse on what this interaction is requiring of me right here, right now, you know, um, Mm -hmm. that's the way that's the way we continue to grow that's the way we continue to learn you know and i think it's when i for me i've realized the trouble comes again when i think i've arrived and i understand everything that i need and exactly what it needs to look like and anything outside of that i'm shut off to you know like that doesn't yeah. that doesn't make me feel good and then like you said the disappointment the rejection all these other things and now i'm having negative experiences because i've projected unrealistic expectations facts and i think you know uh, it's interesting man because you know i think about that bridging that back to uh, something you said earlier and the expectation of women to heal us you know and that's been a a, a, a big theme for me you know of late is just this idea that you know i'm hesitant to say this but I don't know if we're supposed to, I don't know if we're necessarily supposed to heal together, but I am sure we're supposed to build together. You know what I mean? And I don't think that, I don't think that we fully value the spaces where we can heal as men independent of needing, you know, let's say the feminine energy to create that, you know, that space to where we can you know we can grow i think that's something that you know we do need to take responsibility for because just like you know white privilege is a problem in many spaces so is the male privilege and you know mm -hmm. us having these opportunities or whatever or or this privilege or whatever that sorry i'm going my mind's going faster than i am right now but you know i i i, I do think that as men you know we have a certain privilege or we have we've been we've been given so much room to be assholes for so long that it's it's really on us to figure out ways to to heal and get ourselves you know in position to just be better you know cohabitants of this of this earth you know i honestly believe if if less men existed this world may be a better place mm. <laughs> you know what i mean just which deep. is a problem like I, I really feel like we need to 
you know and i and actually this is specific like i really feel like we Tarek and i sorry what yes that was right <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> bro for a minute i thought i said <laughs> you thought you said antonio no, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> but no i really i really feel like you know we may be the ones to do it man i think we do do it like even in our everyday the conversations we have and the the energy around us um my boy uh, the bro eli um spoke a lot of life into me um and while we're on this topic, if y'all are in Atlanta, um, there's a coffee shop in Fayetteville called All Good Coffee, which is a black-owned establishment um, by this brother Eli. He is a photographer. He is a businessman, you know, a director, and he's really curated a space where it's just love. Like, you walk in there and it feels, it feels like home. You know what I mean? Like, they're talking to every customer. You get to kind of kick back and just really relax, you know, outside of, you know, the pandemic. But, you know, it, it's a really, really dope space, a dope energy. Um, nevertheless, we were talking, and he was just kind of saying something, man. Like, he complimented me in a way that I haven't really heard in a, in a long time. But he was just saying how, like, he was like, bro, your energy. He said, like, well, you're in the room. You can feel it. And you have this, like, genuine curiosity and just this warm, inviting spirit about you and this and that. And it's just like, you know, it's like almost infectious or something he said. And it's interesting because I was like, I don't see, I don't, I don't see myself that way. Like, I don't look at myself and see, you know, the things that you're saying. In fact, I see quite the opposite, right? And he said our perception of us is often wrong right he said when you think about he said when you think about what we see the images that we see right he said it's all because of light and shadow he said there was no light in the world he said we wouldn't exist right we literally wouldn't exist he said the light is cutting us in such a way that it defines an image and that image we see and we perceive and we relate to whatever experience or whatever but we're all based on the light and the images. He said there was a experiment that these guys did where they took, you know, 10 or 15 photographers and they all took a picture of the same subject and each photo told a different story, you know, because their perception of this person was different, you know? And it really blew my mind because, you know, it was okay to be, it was okay to talk and express and be vulnerable and emotional. Like he got a, he had a moment where he teared up. I had a moment where I teared up in that, you know, at different parts of that conversation. But I do think that there's a, I guess I'm speaking to the work. Like, you know, he's one of the people doing that work every day in the same way that we are. I think the next step for us is just to really create those spaces, man, to where we're bringing men together and we're bettering ourselves. Because what I want to do, like, I feel like right now, if we looked at us as a culture, I feel like men are looking up to women, right? We're looking up to them for guidance, for spirituality for healing for their wisdom in a way and i want to get to the place where we're seeing them eye to eye you know and i don't know if we're quite there yet mm. you know as a as a you know a sect of a subsect of people but i want to get to that place to where we can really see them eye to eye and relate in a better way you know where we're not spazzing out because we don't feel heard but we can like be able to really relate our emotions and speak to them from a place of you know, I guess security in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, and that's so interesting you put it that way because that's very loud in the fact that we live in a patriarchal society where we have the privilege and the advantage, yeah. but yet 
socially we can speak to the fact that we still look up to women but the yet they're oppressed mm. i think that that's a very right um that concept i believe can be paralleled and i'll leave it at that however yes i, I definitely want to make sure that we continue to create these spaces because i mean yeah, I think we have to be really intentional with, with, with creating the spaces for that, bro, because there aren't many that allow for these type of conversations to happen in a way that can be received. And I think traditionally we look to, um, you know, these other programs and events that occur, at least the ones I've seen, feel very forced. They're not very authentic. They're not very um, practical. You know, they they, they kind of are very like formula based on how these things need to happen. And they aren't really allowing us to just really be. They seem to be very yeah. fixated on well, you have to do this and you do this. And if we can't maintain that, then we just fail. You know, there's no hope. And I think literally it's about showing up, you know, and I, and I say that even within my profession of education. My biggest thing is rec recognizing that in my support of students and counseling, I have to be able to support the individual and not the student. Mm. And I think often in spaces, even at work, I want to help the individual, not the blank, whatever the identity that they're showing up as, as a student, as mm. a, as a Dean, as a faculty member, professor, as a counselor, as an outreach specialist, it's important that I see the individual first. You know, I had a conversation with someone who represented another organization that um, I was collaborating with at work and I was speaking to them and I said, how did you get into this line of work? You know, how did you end up working for this company? And they started to break down how they started to work for that company, what their goals were and what they're looking to do moving forward. That alone mm -hmm. transformed our relationship to the point that when I needed insight and support, they related to me as an individual and gave me so much more insight that I otherwise would not have gotten if I approached them of, so what do you do for work? You know what I mean? They would have showed mm. up to me as the employee of that organization versus the individual who now represents this organization. You know what I'm saying? And I think the quicker we're able to recognize that and stop addressing people based off of these identities, because while those identities are important, they're still guided by the individual within those identities. You feel me? And I think that that... Yeah is where I see the transformative work happening. And I think that's one of the jewels that I think we possess in the way we approach a lot of the spaces that we come into when we're creating is those connections. Cause I think those connections happen with individuals and the identities are just other channels of connecting and familiarity that help build on top of the foundation of that person. Yeah, we get we get really caught up in just people's titles and roles when, in fact, those things don't matter, you know? They don't matter. And I matter. think you see that clearly in times like this. Like, right now, your role, your identity isn't important. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, we've been stripped of so much, you know what I mean? And we've been having to face ourselves, man. It's 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 a different time, man. It's a super different different time. But yet I'm grateful. I'm still grateful, bro. I want to make sure I, I put that out there too because while all this is happening and every day I'm literally waking up and then I'm going through the day and I'm like, damn, like I don't have anything to do today. You know, and it's like literally because of coronavirus and like quarantine and where we are. But 
I'm learning so much at the same time that this has probably been one of the most rewarding times I've had in a very long time where I feel truly fulfilled, not tied to anything material or temporary, but fulfilled in a way that I can't even quantify what it is and the the satisfaction Mm. and fulfillment that I've received, you know, but I'm able to recognize that those temporary things that are actually taking away from me, which is allowing me to reassess my dependency on those things when it comes to like the tv and like netflix or youtube or social media like you know i'm always talking about these these platforms but there's been so many times where i'm like oh i want to watch i want to be fulfilled in a way and i'm like ah youtube just isn't it i can find great information on youtube that's helping me become productive but i'm not fulfilled in that right now you know i can watch a netflix series or a documentary that's really informative but i don't feel content in that right now and realistically, it's been when I'm like, oh, I want to pray right now. Oh, no, I want to meditate right now. No, you know what? I actually want to read right now. Some of these more basic things have provided me with such satisfaction, bro, that I can't even quantify. Like I said, I can't even quantify how rewarding it's been in this process. So I'm super, super grateful for it, man. Yeah, yeah it's tough, man. It's um under you know some grim circumstances but you know there is there is some fruit man and i think you 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 draw a good point man it's like when i look at the stuff people are doing from a business standpoint and an emotional and mindful place or whatever like i feel like this pandemic has really created the space for us to get to know ourselves on a deeper level and explore and create and 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 do a lot you know so i I agree i am grateful I, i I was saying this earlier, actually, but I'm trying to be mindful of the stories I tell, right? Um, Within reason, but I I feel like, you know, you can look at the pandemic and say, you know what? I lost a job, you know, because of the pandemic or I'm uncertain about my future and, you know, all these terrible things happen. You know, or I can say, you know what? This pandemic has made me realize that my relationships are really important to me. So I've been able to deepen those. I've got to know myself, you know, in a much better way and grow as an individual. I realize how much I like to read and spend time with people I love. You know, it's, it's helped me change my eating habits and become more mindful about what I put inside of my body and how I use my body and take care of my body or whatever. Right. So I just think it's really important to look at the stories we tell and how we look at these situations because, you know, while bad things are happening for sure you know it's very important to understand that or to be able to recognize that you know sometimes there are some good results from bad situations yeah yeah oh man well this is helping homies win peace